Welcome to your last podcast, the last podcast in the game, but the first you should listen to. I'm your host, Colton Simpson. And with me this week, he's a resident audiophile, William Ham Clark. Hello there. <laughs> and all the way down at the other end of the table, it's Mr. Listen himself, Josh Fay. What are you at? And last but certainly not least, always in my corner, see amazing Grace Tadigan. Hello, hello. So what is your last podcast? We're a conversational podcast where every week each of us brings a topic of conversation to argue amongst ourselves and talk it out for your amusement. If you like that, be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to never miss a new episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're feeling generous or have a couple of bucks to toss our way, head on over to patreon.com slash your last podcast and help support the show. So usually this is where I'd kick things off this week, but I got a bone to pick with Mr. Josh Vay over there at the other end of the table. (laughs) So last week... Ham's topic was what article of clothing defines your aesthetic <laughs> and you walk in here this week and you're not even wearing your air monarchs what happened sir okay so I know right away why he's bringing this up it's because <laughs> those look brand spanking new well they are brand spanking new but what's wrong with them they're not white exactly so Shameful. hashtag Nike <laughs> get your shit together so I've been wearing the air monarch brand for years mm-hmm. years and years and years and i actually t- sent a message to him there earlier the week because i said it's the end of an era i'm changing <laughs> and i sent a picture of the under armor shoes box and the reason why is because there's been a significant drop in quality mm-hmm. in the air monarch last probably two generations but in particularly the 13th generation of air monarchs that i've had garbage the traction has significantly decreased on them, mm-hmm. right? The overall structural integrity at the mouth, at like the lip of the shoe, has decreased. On average, you used to get anywhere between 13 to 16 months out of a pair of Air Monarchs. The last set I had only lasted six before she started to cleave in the front. Ridiculous. So I had enough. I said, you know, you're paying a fortune for good quality shoes. I mean, they are excellent shoes in terms of comfort. But... I can't have them falling apart after six months. And how are these ones holding up? One week? <sighs> how are they? So, so far, the traction is excellent. Because they got lugs on them, just like all-terrain tires. There you go. <laughs> they're, they're excellent traction-wise shoes, but they're not as snug. And, like, wearing Air Monarchs, which literally, I mean, it, the comfort was right in the name, Air. It's like just, just walking on air, right? These, I'd give them maybe a 7 out of 10 for comfort, All whereas right. the Air Monarchs were like a 13, right? So, yeah, Nike, boys, I mean, come on. You got you to gotta straighten your shit out. Get those shoes back in order so that I can come back over to the dark side. But until then, I guess I'm going to have to stick with the Under Armour. Yeah, I just couldn't let it slide when I came in the door and I actually got my eyes on them. So with that out of the way, you know, all the (laughs) elephants out of the room. Uh, My topic this week is just what's our guiltiest pleasure? So with that, it's pretty self-explanatory. What's something that you do, you enjoy doing, but you feel guilty about doing it? And I'll, uh, I'll toss it off to Grace for this one. Okay, so mine is another time sink, kind of like how last week I was talking about BuzzFeed articles. Another time sink that I have is um, definitely stupid little phone games. Mm. I'm not a video game player, um, either on the computer or on the TV or, you know, on your Xbox or Wii or whatever you kids are playing with these days. Very obvious, considering you said video game player. Well, what else do you call them? A gamer? A gamer. You look like a Sudoku kind of girl. Oh, no, not Sudoku, (laughs) but... um, (laughs) Um, you ever do the Hanji puzzles where it's like, okay, across there's three together and then there's one single one and then vertical, there's two single ones. You mean crossword oh, puzzles? Like no, but it's, yeah, yeah. kind of, I've, I've known them as Hanji puzzles, okay. but I, I did go through a summer where I spent a lot of time doing Hanji puzzles, but no, just stupid little games and they're not even really 
brain teasers, I, I use that excuse. I say, oh, you know, it's, it's a way to keep my brain working or whatever. I have played these games so many times, there is no way I'm learning anything new. And everybody just looks at me and they say, why on earth are you playing that game again? Why are you playing that level for the 13th time? Why are you still playing wooden block puzzle when there is absolutely nothing to it other than dropping blocks in? Not even as exciting as Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's definitely Tetris. my guilty pleasure and huge, huge time sink. Okay. Interesting. It's mm-hmm. fine. Well, for myself, my my guilty pleasure would definitely be TLC garbage reality oh, shows. So good. So, <laughs> so good. So like, I mean, me and a buddy of mine, well, I, actually, this goes beyond TLC because this started years ago. Me and a few buddies of mine, this is such a burnt thing. Bunch of fellers in Goose Bay that are used to going out on Skidoo. What would we do when the weather was too bad out or the snow was gone? Sit Say yes down to and the watch. dress. What? Say yes to the dress. Maury Povich was how it all started. <laughs> oh, we, used to watch, we used to watch Maury back in the day. And then eventually that progressed on to other shows like My 600 Pound Life and uh, <laughs> and Strange Addictions and all mm. these weird ones like that. Mm-hmm. I love watching that shit because I just find it so wild, the stuff that's going on. I remember there was one Strange Addiction episode where Skipper was actually in a relationship with his like 97 Chevy Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like legitimately stroking the bumper and telling it it was a good girl and like going around and putting his finger around the exhaust hole. It was so fucked up, Mm -hmm. but it was hilarious to watch. And then right after that little segment, there's a Missy who likes to eat comic cleaner. So there was never a dull moment, right? It was just tongue was like burnt raw too. To the crazy. Yeah. But I love those shows. I think they're friggin' hilarious. I know I'm like not getting the desired reaction that the channel is trying to elicit out of the viewer, Mm -hmm. but I'm just sitting there like, Bursts and a gut laugh, and when I see someone there like swallowing five liters of Javex, in the meanwhile, you know all this sad music is playing. I'm like, they're fucking cracked. <laughs> they're gonna be dead inside a week. Yeah. So yeah, there's oh, there's so many stupid little things like that that I love to watch. But I'm always up for watching some weird like TLC show that might be on like Honey Boo Boo. Same thing. Love that. Mm. Yeah, the learning channel is what TLC stands for. And basically, you're just learning like what not to do on that channel. It's, it's atrocious. <laughs> Certainly doesn't stand for tender, loving care. No. That's no. for sure. Not for me. No. My guilty pleasure, reality shows, just in general. I love reality shows. Like when I go back to like, I remember when I was five or six years old when my parents, my mom let me stay up late to watch the season finale of Survivor, at like season one. Still going. I know. It is still going. We're on season 38 or 39, baby. So... I love reality shows. It doesn't matter like what they are. I, oftentimes, I'll just put them on when I'm eating. Like Shark Tank, I live for it. Same with Dragons. Then obviously, uh, Bar Rescue. When we used to be over at 145, oh, John Taffer. Oh my God! How many times would we just sit around and watch Bar Rescue? I used to record. Master is not a good Ink one. Master. I love it. We used to just record it all the time on the PVR. I've spent like a good part of a lot of evenings just watching Bar Rescue. John Taffer going yeah. in, and shutting it down. Oh yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, like. Yeah, just reality they're shows. So, they're so, like, methodology involved as well. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. John's going to come in. He's going to eviscerate everyone on the staff. He's going to isolate someone, usually a manager, as a problem. Yeah. Try to get rid of them and then do a big renovation. And you just, you're just just hooked because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to – it looks like ass in the beginning. It's going to look great at the end. But you're still hooked Sometimes. to watch. 
Well, I well. watched him butcher a few bars. You're, you're always waiting for the one where he just gives up and walks away. And all these shows has one where, like, Gordon Ramsay says, screw it, I'm not doing it, and he leaves. Same with John Taffer. I think there's one. And that's, like, the moment you live for, because finally the structure is broken, and, like, the last half of the episode is John Taffer sitting around complaining about how he couldn't do it or something. <laughs> it's just so, so weird. Do you remember there was one where he went and he did this, like, renovation for this pirate bar? And oh, then, yeah. And then he they checked up on him in a couple of months. He were fucking gone back to the old model that <laughs> yeah. they used to have yeah they were like rotted yeah so they took a pirate bar and turned it into like this upscale corporate bar because it was in like a financial district and when they checked up on the bar like a few months later they had like the man because there was like this big like guy in a suit was like the new mascot or something like they had it burning and like they went right back to the pirate bar it was just like <laughs> perfect so yeah, but what you were saying, like, there's a, a methodology to every single show. Like, when you watch Survivor, and I've only checked in within the last couple of seasons. I sat out for, like, 15 of them or 20 of them, but I checked. I have a feeling you didn't miss much. <laughs> no, I mean, every single season's the same other than the island. It's a new one, and, you know, there's lots of those to go around. But when you're watching the show, you can tell basically who's going to get voted off or who's going to have the big move of the show because all of a sudden, this person you haven't even noticed for the last 30 days, they're getting all this screen time. You're like... Who the hell is this guy? Like, I've been watching for 10 episodes. I don't even know this dude's name. And all of a sudden, he's like the main person of the episode. And it's just all leading to either he's getting voted off or he's going to do this big play. So I don't know. I love reality television. It is like garbage, trash shit that I would never say is like great art. But it's for dating naked. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dating naked. Was naked a good and one. afraid. That's a good watch, too. I'm not going to lie. And that's the thing. They're good for like wasting time. They're good to like eat, put on in the background. And as somebody who, like, I actually really like the art of film, when you go and, like, watch this shit, it's, like, the polar opposite. And I just, I get, like, a good amount of enjoyment out of it as well. So, definitely a guilty pleasure of I mine. felt that when we watched Godzilla King of Monsters the other day. Oh, God, that was a... Polar dis- opposite art. <laughs> disaster. Ham, what's your guilty pleasure? All right. It's, it's not eating ass, but... <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Ham. Same joke. Say. Um, all right, so you guys aren't gonna guess it, but I'm just gonna bring it up here. You ski. <laughs> <laughs> How long has this you been ongoing? So yeah, I I uh, I vape. I'm, it's my guiltiest pleasure of them all. But yeah, I, I vape. <laughs> Look but- at Josh's face over there. Going back to the cigarette episode, I but, know, but, agreed that vaping was the pussy way out. When, when I discovered this, I only discovered it a day or two ago, I thought, I can't wait to take that footage from the beta episode and throw it up where he's like, I would never vape. I just smoke cigarettes. That's for bitches or whatever he says. But, but the, the reason I started vaping is I actually did start smoking cigarettes on the down low for like months, months, like it was a while, actually. And I just stress spoke, like, all the Damn. time. So, Why? Like, I'm, sh- I'm more upset that you're fucking vaping than smoking <laughs> cigarettes. I'm not going to lie. Time to go back. Time to go back to darts, then. I no. just prefer it. Like, I, I would have been less shocked if you pulled out a pack of export A's than uh, pulling out a vape. No, no. I would have had to cut that for the lease. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. I, yeah, I, when you just brought that up to your mouth, I'm like... Chewing on a pen? I didn't understand them. Oh like, why? Is, I was like, why is <laughs> there? Why is there smoke? Oh my goodness! <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, what was it? I was I was saving it for the episode. I spoiled it for Colton because I was sitting in drinking me coffee, and 
you know, ha- having a good old vape. Vape. I literally went morning. into his room yesterday, knocked on the door. And I said, hey, make sure you put the topic up. And I opened the door and I just saw this plume of smoke. <laughs> and I was like, oh. is the co- I honestly, I was like, is the coffee that hot? Because he did have coffee there. And I saw like a bit of steam coming. I was like, is it that hot? And I was like, are you vaping? <laughs> and like, I caught him in the act of it. And then I was like, all right, I'll save it for the show. I won't spoil it. I mean, but. I mean, the thing is, is like, I don't really, I don't care about doing, doing shit like that. Yeah. That's harmful for it. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> it, it's just like, I mean, I, used to I don't sm- care about your health. Well, I don't. Just- I mean, I, I used to, I used to smoke cigars all yeah, the time, that's just, that, that's all the time gross. back in university days in particular. And when I was in Goose Bay, but fucking vaping yeah no i i legit like hide it and like when i was smoking darts like i did buying a bike and putting training wheels on at your (laughs) age like (laughs) give it up bye (laughs) but no (sighs) so wait what okay i I don't know anything about vaping are you it's welfare cigarettes well no no no, but like when you just did it i didn't smell anything so it's not flavored just a bit no, of a strawberry it, smell it, to it. It's uh, it's mango because you can't get get them on flavor. You can get a tobacco you know flavor. What? It tastes like cookies. When you walk past a bunch of skeets at the village mall and they're vaping and you smell mangoes, it doesn't go with the overall skeet image. Yeah. <laughs> the same no, way that like cigarettes do. I'm just saying you just took a draw and I didn't smell anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so is there nicotine in that one? What are yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's getting from salt? this. I, I don't know nothing. It's salt or something, isn't yeah, it? Like it's nicotine salts. I I personally like am not a fan because it's like way too harsh of a delivery it's like <laughs> oh no like oh my fuck but like i won't get into that but like it's, no please don't i, I don't want to turn into a vape you have you have a habit of dropping these bombshells on me and I, my heart can only take so much more no. strain so like i i would like if i was having a particularly b- bad uh week and be like smoke smoking darts and like drink a coffee outside my store and like then one day i got caught by one of my co-workers and they're like you fucking smoking and i was like fuck i've been caught i mean it's not an inconspicuous spot i, I was mean, gonna say i, I could have saw you one of the many times i go through the oh. mcdonald's drive through <laughs> listen i'm gonna fucking tell you something i will say this good job on on keeping it a secret Oh, yeah. Because that's the human fucking lie detector sitting right next to you. I mean, so I'm, I actually, ne- I'm actually kind of shocked that he never managed to pick up on it. I mean, I, I would never question if he was vaping or smoking anyways. I didn't smell cigarettes off. I don't I don't like the smell of cigarettes. Yeah, um, and, and to be um, fair, he hasn't been like crashing here too often within the last month or so. So it's something that like he could keep hidden pretty easily. Yeah, so this is what in the last month. No, this has been months. Like, so this right, is what I'm bro. saying. Well, there you L- go. Listen, th- like that is fucking impressive. It's it's a like this is garbage like over, secret to have o- over ha- over half a year. Now, was it when I was smoking cigarettes for the short film that it really brought you to it? You just loved it. Do you want the honest answer? Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want oh, to hear. No oh more. my god, you're blaming me for no. it. Me I'm not coughing, you. crying basically <laughs> on camera at times, just can't smoke. But no, no, like I think the hot box room was like <laughs> incense. Oh my god, in a sense. But yeah, no, it was very aesthetic, which is what I was going for. You I know, I didn't the, really enjoy the mouth the, feel, but no, no, the, I I gave you some real harsh darts, too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I they mean, were fucking rough. <laughs> oh yes, put hair on my chest. I tell you that. Yes. Jesus, you look like Austin Powers after those darts. <laughs> but yeah, that's a guilty pleasure, I suppose. I mean, it kind of trumps the whole watching reality television or 
what was it phone games yeah like, oh my god uh, the, the, like okay so my phone game that i have probably played the most that has the worst name i'm not even kidding is called love balls <laughs> and you gotta get like this ball over to meet that ball like through a little like maze or whatever and you have to like push it off of things anyways but it's all about bringing two balls together it is game. yeah and right. I, yeah it's a really i i don't know who thought that was good marketing but you I, know i'm surprised you didn't go with watching like your animal shows i remember you'd always that's come not over. a guilty pleasure though <laughs> just, just a pleasure. i just love that yeah. shit like i love watching blue planet and planet earth whereas like that shit's great when you got like a 800 pound oh just woman on tv mm. with these big like what are they called like cysts that grow off their legs. Yeah, it's like sebaceous cysts. You know, or sebaceous something. cysts, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right. And then next thing you know, I don't know, your grandmother's coming over to visit. You change the channel pretty fast because <laughs> you could see like a 300 pound earth on yeah. screen at any yeah. time. Or, you know, I might have to reconsider having you around because Nan probably died from a stroke. She saw, saw a vape come out. My <laughs> God. Well, at least I probably have a thumbnail for this week already. Vape nation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that's definitely the guiltiest pleasure that. because that, you are definitely the guiltiest I'm, here. I'm definitely the guiltiest it's here, but vape, like it's just fuck. <laughs> you know, like, you know what? Smoke cigarettes, Jesus. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened because you're gonna be so disappointed. I went from coffee and cigarettes to matcha and vaping, so I went full <laughs> fucking millennial on you. Oh my blessed fuck, bye. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I'd be happier if you told me I'm sniffing gas and smoking cigarettes than what you just said. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Heartbreaking. First, it was the Air Monarchs. Now this. Fuck's sake. You. All right. All right. So I guess go for it, Ham. Your topic. We'll we'll transfer over to. I want to talk about streaming. Yeah, see, I uh, thought Colton's topic was going to work its way nicely into streaming with that bomb you dropped on us. Not so I much. I was hoping to, I was to stream a smoke. Yeah. I was, <laughs> hoping, to I was hoping to go in the middle, but, you know. Whoops. Fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I wanted to talk about, like, how you guys felt about, like, the streaming wars we're kind of having right now and, like, how it's affecting, you know, our consumption of media. Like, think about, like, where we used to be in, like, downloading shit off LimeWire or like recording shit on VHS to watch it as opposed to we just plop down on our ass and watch Netflix on our phone. Like that's a stark difference. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I hate it. I like the days of coming home from Tim Hortons on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday night, depending on what season and being like, nope, between nine and 10 o'clock at night, I'm watching this new episode of house and then I'll go and I'll do it next week. And after every single episode of house, I can go into school. I can discuss it with a couple of friends that watch it. I hate the new Netflix model of like everything is so readily accessible and you watch it all at once that most of the time you don't even remember what you're watching anyways. Or like when the new season of Black Mirror comes out like a couple days ago, I don't even feel the urgency to go watch it. It's only three episodes, but it's like it'll be there forever. And I know when I sit down to watch it, I'll probably be sitting there for like six hours because I'll just be like, oh, well, whatever. I'll put on the next one, I suppose. I, I don't like streaming culture like at all. Because I'm someone that I like going to the theaters. I like sitting in the dark with I strangers. Well, I that's, what, that's what I, I was going to pose. I was going to say, I enjoy going to the theater, sitting in the dark with strangers, literally hundreds of times over the last couple of years. You have that communal experience. You hear people laugh. You hear people, I don't know, talk over the movie. You hear people doing everything. 
irritating or otherwise. I was gonna say you love that stuff. You love people talking oh, loudly I, and like I eating hate, corn on the cob. I hate leaving the lights on. I hate my it. New don't don't favorite. get me wrong. I hate it, but you cannot like that energy in the room. Like when we went to see I don't know Star Wars Episode Seven. Like when mm. people were recording the in a galaxy long, far away or far far away. <laughs> wow, I messed that up. Um, <laughs> you can't like recreate that energy sitting at home on the couch. Like we try and create a bit of an event around like, let's say watching game of Thrones every week when it was on, but it's not the same as like when you had one chance to watch this every week, everyone would be glued to the screen at that time where now with everything so accessible, I don't know. Grace might watch black mirror in three months. I might watch it tomorrow. Ham might watch it. Never. I, I just like the olden days of actually tuning in and everyone having this shared experience, whether it's in a theater or whether it's like, just weekly cable. I, I preferred that. In the long, long haul, I think you are correct. I think there, like, I do miss the days of going to just new releases. Yeah. And picking out a movie and having that movie, that one thing to do that evening or whatever, or waiting for a certain movie to release. Yeah, sure. But I don't know if that's because I missed the good old days or if it was actually a better system. And the thing is, is like, I think in the short term, when I'm sitting down, especially for TV series, I'm not going to get into movies because that's something totally different. Yeah. But for TV series, I'm one that I do like. Like As soon as I watch something, I want to watch it now. I want to know the full scope. To me, it'd be like reading a chapter at a time in a book. Like I want to read the whole kit and caboodle all in one smack. I feel the same way with TV series. So if we're just talking about TV series uh, for like Netflix, something like that, which is all that I can really contribute on, I think it's great. I think it's great having uh, these TV series at your disposal, like especially older shows that you could only watch through syndication, like Star Trek. I can sit down anytime now and whack on my favorite episode of Best of Both Worlds Mm -hmm. from TNG, throw it on there just because I want to watch it. Can do that anytime. 10 years ago, that was like a major investment to go and get a DVD box collection set to do that. So for me, no, I think it's great. In terms of movies, that's the one exception where I do agree. I like I like an event about that. I like there being a release date. I like the build up of, yep, this is coming out at this time. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World was probably the last movie I was really excited to see. Yeah, twenty fifteen. That's probably the last because I don't really care too much about movies. They're just fucking movies as far as I'm concerned. But Jurassic World, that was like, man, they have not made a Jurassic Park movie in fuck at the time. I believe it was fourteen years, almost close to that. So yeah. it was like, this is going to be excellent. I can't wait for it to come out. It definitely wouldn't have been the same if they were just like, no, you can for eight ninety nine a month, you can log into Crave and watch Jurassic World on release day through whatever. Right. Wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's something with all the streaming services as well. It's like it started off where there was only Netflix. And I mean, the prices just keep going up. Right. Like Netflix. I had to write down all these prices. Netflix is at twelve ninety nine a month now. We have Disney Plus. They're releasing later this year, which they'll be taking a lot of the stuff from Netflix because they own it. And they're going to be six ninety nine a month, so it's going to be either for now, for now, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're going to get everybody in with these cheap numbers, and then they're going to boost them up, especially when they start going into original programming. You have HBO now, which is like fifteen dollars a month. You have Crave, which can be upwards of twenty, like twenty bucks for the Game of Thrones package included. Like that, that was the biggest fucking scam of the last year. Was right before you. When I watched Game of Thrones back Christmas time for your normal Crave subscription, which was ten bucks somewhere around there. I could watch all the seasons, but they got you 
with the new season, you had to buy the HBO Plus package, yeah. which was an additional nine bucks. So it was like twenty dollars. Greasy, right? Yeah. Think of the fortune they made off of that. Oh yeah, and well, that's why all these people are charging so much because they're banking on you to watch, like I don't know, the new season of The Mandalorian, the new Star Wars show coming out on Disney, and just forget about it. It's like, oh, it's six ninety nine a month. I'll just forget about it. Um, Apple's trying to get into it. Like they have Spielberg, Oprah, J.J. Abrams all pledging that they're going to be bringing new content to that streaming service. They don't have prices announced yet, but like this isn't going to be cheaper anymore. There used to be a good argument that you can have Netflix and be fine. And you got basically everything you want for twelve ninety nine a month, or I think it was eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine yeah, when it first came out. And if you were smart with a good VPN, you could really have. Oh everything. yeah, you can literally have everything. Right. Where now it's like I searched up like the basic cable package, like the average is like eighty five dollars a month. Mm. And I mean, you have a couple of these streaming services, you're starting to get pretty close. So I, I don't know if it's even much value anymore like i don't know if you can make that trade off of like well it's way cheaper than cable unless you are literally someone who only has a netflix subscription or you're kind of stealing it from your parents or something which i mean a lot of people do so (laughs) that's true that's well three out of four are fucking parasites usually when (laughs) it comes to netflix subscriptions so in terms of affordability yes the netflix is definitely the cheaper option otherwise every student every fucking youngster out there would be swiping the visa card left right and center but they're not doing that (laughs) they're leeching off but I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't put the squat on that already through some way, shape, or form. I, what is the limitation? Four or five accounts? Yeah, it's four or five, yeah. And I but guess isn't it, it an extra charge for every person on there, I, I think, don't for think every so. profile? There's, no. there's a low amount. That, I think there is a cheaper amount than the twelve ninety nine or whatever I have it written there. That's for like the HD, like regular package. Mm-hmm. I think you can get up to, I might be wrong, four people. And I think two people streaming at the same time. But there is like a lower package where you don't stream in HD and you got like one account. It's just, oh, okay. it's like basically nobody gets that anymore. Yeah, I know for Spotify, there's a very different price. It's $9.99 a month for one person on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And for the family plan, I think it's $14.99 a month. I'm not 100% sure because I'm leeching off our old roommate for Spotify <laughs> still. So it's uh, I'm not 100% sure on the cost, but I think it is $14.99 for five accounts with Spotify. But you all have to have the same postal code. Of course, you just lie mm-hmm. about it, but... Yeah. How do you feel about streaming, Grace? It definitely makes me watch a lot more bad TV. Yeah. Um, you were talking about, um, you know, you would get excited and, you know, you would watch the next episode of House. There's a ton of TV that I watch that if I had to wait a week for it, I would never, ever watch the yeah. second episode. I might if I know there was a, a good chunk of time where I had neither cable nor Netflix and I was perfectly happy. Uh, but there's a lot of shows where I'll watch the first episode and go, that wasn't really good. And then I'll watch the second episode. I'll go, ah, it's not great. And I'll just keep watching it. And then all of a sudden it'll be done. And I go, that was a huge waste of time. Now, on the other hand, you then get some TV shows. Like I ended up really enjoying Jessica Jones, but the first like five episodes are really, really slow. That show would not have survived on TV because nobody would tune in the next week to watch it. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't enough to hold you there. But it works perfectly fine for Netflix where you sit down and, oh, well, I'm not doing anything or I don't, well, we'll just order pizza for supper. Let's yeah. throw on another episode. Yeah. That's fine. <clears throat> but there's a lot of stuff just really is mediocre at best that I just go ahead and watch because it's there. 
And because, oh, no, I'm not too tired yet, I'll throw on another episode before bed, something like that. So it just it, it makes me waste time, really, is all it does. And that's what they want. That's why a lot of these Netflix shows, they wind up being 10 episodes long. Mm-hmm. When really, if you look at it, the story they have should be covered in six. Yeah. It's just like the middle is just so slow and boring. And then they build it up to the end. Just the, yeah. hopefully we get a season two and you'll all tune in and. That's the thing I kind of dislike about the Netflix model. At least when you have HBO, they'll do a Chernobyl. I haven't watched it yet, but it's five episodes. I've I've watched it. It's on Crave. Yeah. Okay. It's five episodes. Everyone loves it. I don't know if you like it. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. You you would probably find it boring, to be honest with you. It's pretty slow and it's not that dramatic like what I thought it would be. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. it is the top rated TV show of all time right now. Five episodes. That if, means nothing to me. I know when, when what's it called? It was the number one movie of all time, Avengers. I know, right? but I know you're. <laughs> I know you're someone who looks at IMDb. It is. Mm-hmm. It outranks everything right now. Of course, yeah. it's recency bias. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. It's just if that was a Netflix show, they'd probably try and stretch that out to ten episodes. And if you oh, find yeah. it boring in five, it'd be even more boring in ten. Oh, yeah, I would assume, right? It's. I like it from a historical perspective. Yeah. I find a lot of that old like Soviet Union stuff fascinating it's cool it's a place that doesn't exist anymore it's a crazy disaster that happens the show itself yeah i'd probably give it like a, a six or seven out of ten but it's all right i was expecting a lot more from that show but just coming back to netflix there for a quick yeah. second uh had netflix been around this is a really interesting point because you said certain shows would not exist because they wouldn't have been able to function one of the shows that you don't hear quite so much about it anymore but up until probably five or six years ago if you were a sci-fi fan the the like underrated show of all time was firefly mm-hmm. and had so firefly true. been around i haven't even watched it but had firefly been conceived when netflix was on the go they probably would have had a decent chance of running because there's a hell it of a lot still worse be shit. on it would yeah. still be yeah on. there's way worse shit on netflix like you said than firefly and that is like one that sci science fiction fans are they hold that like up there with star trek and star wars in terms of like this is a great underrated yeah. show you need to watch it yeah i haven't seen all of fireflies i like four or five episodes and it's pretty good it's just it's the type of thing where i just bounce off of it ham netflix loves you because you always have it going on in the room there you're never paying attention to it just constantly running like how yeah. do you feel about streaming services i assume you probably like audio stuff more but yeah yeah um for, for for me, it I wanted to talk more about the audio stuff because I know you guys have more to say about Netflix because to me, Netflix is just background noise for the most part. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm watching One Punch Man for like the seventh time. <laughs> but I think the big thing for me is I think streaming really, really ruined albums okay, and music culture in, in general. Because Why? Like, everything is like instantly accessible. You don't listen to anything in an album format anymore. So you're just everything's just put on like shuffle play by like default on Spotify. So you're like listening to all these albums out of order with like no like track flow. And it's just like going from like song to song. It's basically it turned it's turned us back into a singles market. And basically we've gone back from. You know, selling cds and records and actual albums to like we're basically in like the 50s era like singles okay but in in, in terms of just playing devil's advocate here there is no continuity in my mind in terms of like if you release an album like if i want to look at rust in peace by megadeth there's no continuity in story between the songs that's in there very rarely maybe some artists might do it Right? Like, Hangar 18 does not lead into Tornado of Souls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what is the loss in just listening to various songs dropped out of order? 
if I was to allow I, the Genius program for Apple or whatever, or Spotify to create a playlist for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I disagree. A lot of albums that I listen to like actually have like a track flow. Like The album will have like dips in energy. Like It'll start off strong, and then musically it might get softer, or it might get just straight up just heavier. <laughs> And sure, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't doubt that for goes. a second. They're probably not going to have the you know back to back exact same songs. I get that for the same reason that we stagger topics on this. Yeah, but I don't see the continuity aspect in there, right? You know what I mean? Like I don't see the loss for me as just an average listener. Maybe for someone like yourself who's more avid into it. Yeah, for for me, I like listening to like a record in, in its entirety, and like there are times where I just want to listen to one song, but like I could scroll through my phone and find that and just play it. But yeah, I don't think there is probably any album out there that has been produced that there was not a discussion of what order are we going to put these in. Mm-hmm. And definitely there's a a song flow, like you say. Like I can almost guarantee you give me any album, almost guarantee the third song on the album will be my favorite song. Every single time. My least well, favorite comes in trees. My my <laughs> least favorite is no. almost always song number two. And I think that it's just whatever song flow science they use to establish what should be first, second, third, and, you know, all the way to whatever, 11, let's say. Oh, I understand. Um, the re- there's, there's a recipe yeah. to it. Yes. So, uh, you know, I do agree with you, Ham, that there's that is definitely lost now. Yeah, that, I, to play devil's advocate, and I am somebody who, when I listen to an album, I override the Spotify thing. I start on track one, and I just listen all the way through. Like, you know, if there's a new album, which there is one that came out today, I'm like, oh, I'll throw it on at the gym. I listen from beginning to end. I don't shuffle it at all, When I, especially it's one of the first times I listen to it. Um, I don't, I do get what you're saying, but I don't think it's quite as catastrophic as, let's say, you shuffle through a television series. Yeah, though that's like, exactly you know, the comparison like, I was thinking of. Like, there sometimes is story structure. I can think of a couple of albums right off the top of my head where they're literally telling a story from the beginning mm-hmm. to end. So obviously, yeah, if you're listening to the lyrics and you're listening to the interludes for the story, it, it makes sense to listen in order. But I think that's more of a... It's not as common as, like, let's just say, a collection of greatest hits from a new pop artist of, you know, the week. Um but yeah, I am someone who I like listen from beginning to end. And I do think just streaming culture in general has just made everything too accessible it's, all across the board. I think and too scatterbrained. Like you have access to so much that you can't really focus a lot of the time. I think it's robbed us of like the mystique of like pop art in general. Like we don't have that like do you do you have anything like new that comes out that like grabs you like it used to? And like I know there's like a nostalgia factor to that, but like most oh, albums that come out now, like I'm there's nothing grabbing my attention. Yeah, it's there's Not nothing really, no. that like grabs me and like I have to listen to it over and over and over again. But you know what's strange? On the other side of the scale, there's been like a sonch return to like records. Like there there is a record store out there for the tangible physical copy. So yeah, like everything else in 2019, it seems like it's one or the other. It's extremes again like how more extreme can you get away from a streaming service than a record which haven't been a fucking applicatory technology in 40 fucking years right so it's kind of interesting i find it very unique that there's kids that are 16 17 are interested in records they can't even remember them like we would have a job i would seriously have a job to remember like maybe my grandfather playing a record. I was going to say, I don't think my parents owned any records. And that's what I'm like, saying. Like it would be like a track for us. I had a mini record player. 
Of course you of course. did. <laughs> Except I ruined my records because I accidentally left my glow-in-the-dark crayons on top of them, and they melted onto my records and ruined them. So you're a big fan of streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> Can't ruin that. With glow-in-the-dark crayons. Interesting. No, yeah, it's a good but, discussion, though. No, I, I, I think that's it. Basically, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Said your piece? Disappointed. There's probably more I could say, but it'd just be me raining down on everything for you know another 15 minutes, probably just saying the same thing. So with that, let's bring it over to Mr. Bay. Okay, so mine in line with the streaming service. No, I'm just joking. Totally, totally separate departure. Kind of funny mm. use of the word departure because what I want to talk about is the Titanic 2. Now, the movie or? No, so that, well, we don't have enough time to no. discuss the, the movie Titanic 2. But there is actually a project created by the Blue Star Line, which is just a garbage renaming of White Star Line, which was the company that built the original mm-hmm. Titanic. Mm-hmm. But there's, I think he's Australian. It's a multi, multi millionaire, billionaire named Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer, yeah. So he has taken it upon himself to do like a total. Like reconstruction of the Titanic with the exception of the propulsion system. So to the T, it is going to be identical to the Titanic. So let's just say, you know, funding issues aside, because there is some controversy there we were discussing before. But let's just say you got the money together, took it alone from fucking BMO and got her going. Okay. Big loan. Do, Do you think, do you think there would be any controversy over the launch going on the exact same route on the exact same day, the exact same plan, everything, and taking the exact same number of passengers, which is the plan of action. Is there the exact same number of lifeboats? No, boats? and I already <laughs> checked that. It's not the exact same number of lifeboats. But do you think there is anything inherently disrespectful there or controversial at all? What do you think? Like, What are your thoughts? I'm interested to know. It's going to be sold out, I tell you that much. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just kind of dumb. <laughs> Me too. Well, you know? This is not the first thing he's done. He actually turned a golf course into a like live-action Jurassic Park with robotic dinosaurs. Yeah, you missed that article. No, I did, yeah. Oh, you saw it? <laughs> no. That's in there. That's on the Wikipedia page. Oh, my God. Page. No, I missed that. Yeah, so he actually went and he bought a whole golf course and he made like a shitty Jurassic Park. That's with these, way better. With these, but like rather than wasting these billions of dollars, I mean, there's other things you could donate money to, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just interested. What do you think? Do you think there's anything controversial about it? Do you think there's any in, anything disrespectful about that? I can see the argument for it, but... What's your thoughts? I, uh, maybe, but I also think that enough time has passed that you're not going to get people, you know, you might have people now saying, oh, my parents were on the Titanic or whatever, but I think it has been long enough that personal connections will be few and far between. And so I don't think you'll get a lot of, you know, you know, for instance, the, what was that, that movie here, hideously evil and terribly vile oh, or whatever. Um Shh. The, the Shockingly evil, evil, wicked and vile. Yeah. I don't know. It's the Zac Efron, Ted Bundy, Bundy movie. movie. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of people who, you know, survived interactions with Ted Bundy and stuff like that who are still out there who thought this movie was very controversial and disrespectful because there's so many people still alive connected to it. Mm. Whereas the Titanic, not nearly as many people still alive yeah, connected. Now, so, arguably, there are loads of things in our society where no one alive can remember what happened, but we're still... apologizing for stuff for it so if you know that's i understand your argument but it doesn't really hold water in our current climate okay i understand what you're saying but in terms of maritime tradition it is considered bad luck 
and to invite disaster, to rename a vessel after a vessel that's sunk. So it, it is it is a bad tradition. Like you will very rarely see it. The military won't do it at all. When like fishing vessels rename, they won't even rename boats. Like if you if you buy a boat, like a, say you buy a crab boat or something, most people won't actually rename it because it's considered bad luck. Or if they lost a boat before, if they are going to use the same name, they'll have to put like a registry after it, like an A. Or like, you know, they got two on there, but that's, that's, that's treading, that's treading thin ice, right? Like you should change it. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it's inviting disaster. What do you think? I, I do too, because there's more fucking icebergs now. Well, hundred percent, right? hundred percent. And they're a lot bigger. And if it's an exact replica, she's going to be whacked together with rivets, which pop out like, like a fucking belt buckle on someone who's 800 pounds. So, so okay, so this is like an exact replica, other than the number then of the, lifeboats, then the propulsion system as well, because they're not using like coal-driven engines. And due to the propulsion system, it can hold. I think it's like ten thousand yeah. pounds right. more or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. So like the the plumbing is the same as same. it was then, identical. Oh Why on earth would anyone go on this boat? I'd go on that boat. I would That'd too. be sweet. I, I don't really? know. Yeah. Oh, I'd be I'm so on the tempted. Same page with you. I'd be so tempted to. I'm just wondering. I don't want to. Would you it's have to bad. wrestle through the like lines of protestation to get on there? Because I feel like that would stir up a lot of sentiments over there, especially in Europe, where most of the people mm-hmm. were killed. Right. A lot of them came from Ireland. It's it's such a weird thing. And I was reading through the criticisms of it. I was like. I got to bring this up because it's too weird. Were there people angry about it? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. There were people fired up saying that it's disrespectful because the last living survivor of the Titanic. Rose? (laughs) No, it wasn't Rose. (laughs) Fucking bitch on her door still floating out there. But no, like she made a statement like years ago when this project was first proposed. She was like, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Pretty much said that, you know, like no one can even come close to imagining what that was like to go through. Right. And to have an exact facsimile of it, right? Do you know offhand how many people died in the sixteen hundred? I believe. Okay, sixteen hundred. I think there was two thousand souls on board, and sixteen hundred went into the water. Yeah, and and there wasn't. I think there was like twenty that were sold from the water. Most of them died from hypothermia. Okay, that's yeah. I didn't know how many people. So yes, sixteen hundred. It is an amount of people. Don't get me wrong. Like it is a lot of lives lost. But a lot of people in Europe, for example. people got worked up over when they did i think it was like battlefield world war one when they made the video game based off world war one cr- trying to like uh glamorize it a lot like i saw a lot of yeah. people in europe upset about that which i think there's a much stronger argument for something like that where it's just such a wide loss of life where the titanic at the end of the day in comparison is a small amount of people now do i think there'd be controversy yes i mean people get worked up over everything like you said mm-hmm. of course there'd be people upset would i understand it no not really i'd be literally tuning in to be like is Leonardo gonna hop on the boat? Like, <laughs> now Kate Winslet going on? Like, I'd just be so curious to be like, oh. would they go? Because obviously, this would be the type of thing that'd be for like the elite mm-hmm. still. Well, you know? history would repeat yes, itself. It would. You'd have the like elite, apparently, like all the steel tycoons from America, like oh, yes. the most the richest men in the world were on the Titanic when she crossed, mm-hmm. right? That John Jacob Astor feller, he was the richest man in the world and he was on the Titanic. So would you have like Bill Gates strutting up the up the plank or what's his name? Uh, Amazon feller. What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. yeah. Would he be like walking up on board? I think he would. I think he I would. Think Jeff Bezos would. Just yeah. a flex. Yeah. yeah. James Cameron, I tell you. Oh, would. he'd be there. He'd be there. Oh, yeah. And he'd be there if not just so he can make Titanic 2. The actual Titanic 2 because he's made 
Terminator, and Judgment Day, number yeah, two, oh made yeah. Aliens. The best one, yeah. You know, and he's making Avatar 2. We don't know if that's good yet. But, you know, his track record shows if he makes Titanic 2, it's going to be a great movie. Oh, so, yes. so I can't wait. He's the only guy that seems to be able to make a sequel better yeah. than the original. It's true. He's great at it. Years and years ago, a spoof trailer for Titanic 2 came out, and I didn't know it was a spoof trailer and it was like Jack had been cryogenically frozen in the ice <laughs> and they like they pull him out of the ice and then he's running around New York and Times Square shouting Rose Rose oh my gosh I can't even imagine I really hope that's what he does you I'll need see to watch that. the real Titanic 2 movie that was made yeah it's made by Asylum who did Sharknado so <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it but it's a good one so yeah so. I do think there'd be controversy and I, I I didn't think there'd be too much to this topic, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. So would you want to sure. get on? So you get, get on it for sure. Yes. I'd get on. Would you get on? No. Fuck no. <laughs> would you jump no, on? No. Why am I going to get on a boat where they don't even have up-to-date plumbing? I'd hop that on. That sounds terrible. Peri- period accurate attire and roll on and just be like, all right, we're back in 1914 or whatever Show it was. Show up in your yeah. jorts ready to go. Yes, of course. They were all wearing that back yeah. then. Yes. You know, I thought it was a pretty cute little topic, so I figured to bring it up. But I was really interested in just like it. It flew up out of nowhere. It seemed like because I was just watching a bit of TV, and I think mm-hmm. I think it came up in between while I was watching Mighty Ships, actually. And it was <laughs> no, just, that makes sense. And it, was, it just it just popped up there. And I was like, "What is this?" So I had to rewind and go back. But yeah, that sounds like something to you know catch your curiosity. One hundred percent. And keep an eye out. Twenty twenty two. If she doesn't get delayed again. Yeah, and, and, and if it, it does, you can go to golf course Jurassic Park instead as <laughs> consolation prize. Yeah, what a strange, strange thing. All right, well, moving on from that, my topic was strangest, craziest, whatever hospital and or health related stories because you know maybe it wasn't particularly in a hospital. Um, this topic is one I've had on my list since the the very beginning, just because I've had so much bad luck with doctors over the years. But um, Ham and Colton, you guys both alluded to the fact that you've got the same story, different parts of the same story. So I think I might throw it off to you to figure out who's going to talk about it. There's a very obvious answer for me. Like if people know me well, it's just the type of answer that I probably won't tell purely based on I'll break my mother's heart. And if you go to Mun and if you're there like opening ceremony you might hear a story about me like if you know in the residences so i will skirt that topic if you're a patron maybe we'll drop that story (laughs) below Uh, i don't know about that we'll see um but when i was thinking about it there was another one that was a little bit dramatic it didn't really involve me because a lot of my hospital stories are cutting my head open i've done that five times and i mean it's the type of shit where it's like someone hit me in the head with a door i went to the hospital got stitches Girls tripped me and, you know, I got a T-Rex out of it. You know, shit like that. And I've already covered that on the podcast. So when I was thinking of something that was a little bit dramatic was when our old roommate was freeing up some pizza dough from Sobeys and sliced (laughs) open his finger with a butter knife. With a fucking butter knife. And the reason why this is a little bit of a dramatic story was just... You know, of course, he was like, what the hell? We were all laughing at him, making fun of him. He was a bit pale. We didn't believe him, didn't at, believe him all. at all. And I was like, ah, stop fussing about it, bye. Like, I'll come over here. And I, like, wrapped up his hand for him, you know, and keep it elevated. You'll be all right. And then eventually, I remember it hit it. He hit the nerve inside of his finger. And his tendon slipped back. <gasps> yeah. So, so <laughs> we had to go to the hospital. So he had to get, bad. like, emergency surgery, like, as quick as possible to get his finger fixed. But the part of the story that I find the funniest part was that... 
he put me as like, I don't know, the emergency contact or whatever. So I was in charge of making sure I brought him to the clinic to get the medicine he needed. I was I had to like wheel him out in the wheelchair after the surgery, that sort of thing. But he also had his car because he drove himself there. And the thing that was funny about the car is I drove there, so I couldn't drive the car. Ham doesn't know how to drive. But the girl that was in there with us at the time, widely known to be the worst driver out of oh anyone in our God. friend group, like scraped the entire sides of the car, ripped off mirrors every single time I went for a drive. Hit a for deer. Her, hit a deer. I was like. She had lost I, her license several times, hadn't yeah, she? And she yeah, she totaled a car before. Yeah. When, you know, when we were driving around in Toronto one time, I was like fearing for my life. Montreal, the oh, same the time thing. we were going through the tunnel, the tunnel. and she almost anyway, went in the out. Anyways, this was a testament to how high our friend, like friend was after the surgery. So he just tossed her the keys. <laughs> it was like, all right, go ahead, drive it home. And she was so excited to be able to drive his car. And Ham had to sit in with him. And as far as I know, it was a nightmare, Ham, was it? It was terrifying. <laughs> I white knuckled it the whole time. It was and like, that's not a far drive no, either. No, it's not. And like, I'm pretty sure we almost hit a car like a few times just going, and going in through, you know, the cross town there. Um, she missed like three exits, like <laughs> trying to get into Kemet Terrace, rolled a few stop signs. Up on the curb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had to cart him to shoppers and, you know, I, I missed all the drama. But when I got back, we watched him slice his finger off basically earlier in the day and Ham and I barely batted an eye. I walk in the front door and Ham is shaken. He's, <laughs> he's terrified. Whatever he experienced, I had to get the scoop on it. Yeah. Oh. And then, meanwhile, our friend there, she's just like proud as a peacock that she drove the car, got it back in one piece, you know. You know what she said when we got back? She was like, it wasn't that bad, right? And I was like... <laughs> That's when Ham's nervous smoking habit started. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting to let that go. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, man. Uh, so, so Ham, what's your part to that story that you wanted to tell? Uh, well, that, or that, the that was it. The PTSD <laughs> that I experienced. Jeez, boy. Oh. Making him relive it again. But no, uh, never, get, never get in a car with that woman again, <laughs> ever in my life. That was, that was too much. It was wow. too much. Yeah, we was... was What's Josh's story? Well, What's mine your... is so weird. Like, so <laughs> that was such little hospital health oriented. It went on. It was well, like no, a, but yeah. a stark tangent. But mine was, was grade 12. I got the Norwalk virus. Ah. And for those of you that don't know what Norwalk is, you just as well to call it the shitting virus because that's what happens. You just uncontrollably have to shit. For like a period of three days. I shit 71 times in three days. Did you actually count? Yes. Oh my well, gosh. Oh yeah. Well, when you get, you know, when you got to be doctoring up your own sphincter because you're burning the shit out of it, literally from overuse, then you would count as well. So I had the Norwalk and didn't know what it was. Okay. That was the scariest part. I thought I was going to pass away in my sleep from dehydration. <laughs> And nobody wants to go to the hospital and tell the doctor, I'm here because I can't stop shitting. Well, also, you don't want to hop in the car and well, go you wait don't in the waiting room. Chance. No, you do not want to take a chance to get to the hospital. I mean, there's only gook space, so it's a short distance. But I tell you what, that was probably the most uncomfortable I ever was in my life in terms of like, ah, something ridiculous. I think I lost 12 pounds or something in the span of like week and a half, something like that. Just all water weight gone. But it was terrifying. It was very scary and uncomfortable. <laughs> I watched a full series of Lost when I had the Norwalk because I couldn't go to school. Good but choice. That was the only positive outcome from that. 
Man, oh man. Oh. Um, I mean, I have a whole bunch of different stories, but definitely the the craziest, wackiest one that comes to mind is this was probably less than 10 years ago, but um, I woke up one morning and I had incredible chest pain. It was difficult to breathe. It was like someone was sitting on my chest. It felt like what I imagine a heart attack would feel like. And I mean, I assumed it wasn't a heart attack because I was still around, but it got to the point where it was so, so painful. We went to the walk-in clinic, waited there, and now Quebec healthcare system is a disaster. I always laugh anytime someone complains about how long they had to wait here. Oh, I had to wait two hours at, at the ER. <laughs> two hours, that's nothing. So I was there at the walk-in clinic for probably three hours. In that time, a kid I knew came in with an asthma attack. His mother treated him first aid in the waiting room. He recovered enough and left before a doctor would even take a look at him. Like that's that's an indication of the uh, Quebec healthcare system. But um, so I went in. Good wait times for Labrador. (laughs) (laughs) Like 12, 13 hours back home. Yeah. I was going to say two, three hours here. I I don't know if I've ever got out (laughs) shorter than six. But anyways, go ahead. So then I find I after three or four hours, I saw somebody. They said, we can't do anything for you. Go over to the hospital. So I went over to the hospital. I waited, I waited, I waited. Uh, they finally stuck me on a gurney in a hallway um, in one of those like hospital robes. They stuck an IV thing in my arm but didn't attach it to anything and told me, we'll be back for you. Waited there another eight hours. Now, because you're in, when you're admitted to the hospital and you don't know what's wrong, you're not supposed to eat or drink. So this was now going on probably about 12 hours. I hadn't had anything to eat or drink. I felt terrible. The doctor must have finally remembered that I was sitting on a gurney in the middle of the hallway somewhere. Meanwhile, everyone around me just crazy. I don't know what was going on, but that, that's to come. So he came up to me. He looks me in the face. He grabs my head and he shakes it all around. And he what? says, are you dizzy? And I said. Yes. Mind you, I hadn't eaten anything or had anything to drink in about 12 hours. And he said, yep, you have an inner ear infection. I said, no, I'm, I'm here for chest pain. Did he grab the wrong file or something? I, like- I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm here for chest pain. I yeah. reminded him. He said, no, 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 the, the chest pain is coming from your inner ear infection. That's why you're so dizzy. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not dizzy. You just shook my head and I haven't had anything to eat or drink. And I said, what makes you think I have a, a, an inner ear infection? And I promise you, he told me that the reason I was getting an inner ear infection was because of the full moon. (laughs) I promise you, I promise you, he told me that the reason I had chest pain. (laughs) I wish I chose the full moon topic. Damn it. The the reason I had chest pain was because I had an inner ear infection from the full moon. And he wrote me a prescription for anti-nausea medication, which I never went and filled because there was no point. And sent me home. Well, I guess I guess it goes with the toys, right? Did he give you any healing crystals? <laughs> this was a medical professional, this not someone a... practicing theater. Or no, no, like... this was a medical professional at the Lakeshore General Hospital. Oh my God. And I went home, oh, and my man. mother and I were just so <clears throat> utterly bewildered. And now we have a lot of family friends who are doctors, but we try not to rely on them. Obviously, like if you've got a health issue, you go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But we called a family friend who was a doctor, and we basically said, "Look." Obviously, it wasn't the full moon causing an inner ear infection. Um, can you come and check her out? And she came, he came and checked me out and he established very quickly the cartilage in my chest was inflamed. 
why he said it might have been a viral thing, didn't exactly know, but basically said take a, a lot of... Um, well, the, the full moon probably stretched out a little well, bit. Well, maybe, gravity. exactly. Gravity. But uh, yeah, no, he just basically said take anti-inflammatories and take it easy and you'll be good as new. And I was. He turned out to be right. But that was just, I could not believe it. That doctor must not know his arse from hole in the ground. I have no idea. That, there are some pretty fucking bad doctors that, back home. That's pretty bad. But they've never said like, Bye-bye, you know, you know, there's an eclipse coming the next month, so you know, check, watch for nosebleeds. You know, there's never been anything. Unless quite it that was crack. someone who had escaped from the psych ward and was wandering around in costume, I, I promise you. And I mean, I've, I've had a lot of bad luck with doctors, but that's definitely the best uh, story out there. Wow, yeah, that, that that's incredible. I, You've, I've never told I'm surprised you that. Story no, I've never heard that. I'm one. surprised oh, no. it just didn't give you the answer to give everyone here, which is, don't matter if you got a stub toe pancreatic cancer they'll just yeah you'll be better in six to eight weeks and <laughs> out the door out you go yeah that's the answer for everything here yeah well wild stories i guess with that uh that does it for us this week uh we're your last podcast if you like what we're doing here uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss out on any new episodes and if you're watching on youtube give us a like comment subscribe share us with your friends it helps grow the show and uh if you'd like to support the show in another way, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash your last podcast and uh, throw us a couple of bucks. <laughs> so, uh, with that, uh, I'm Colton. I'm disappointed in ham. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's guilty pleasures. So uh, with that, uh, we'll be back with a new episode uh, next week and every week thereafter until our last. So thank you for watching. See you later. Thank you. Love you. Bye. I can't fucking believe you dropped that bombshell on me. Ah.